Welcome to the New Yorker's March 13, 2006 issue. We have six articles this week. We begin with a comment by Hendrik Hertzberg on sizing up Vice President Dick Cheney. Then, from the talk of the town, New Haven gets a new deck of trading cards. The third article is from Jack Turner on the return of absinthe. In shouts and murmurs, Bruce McCall has your ballot for the new seven wonders of the world. Then, Michael Spector takes a comprehensive look at the Bush administration's war on the laboratory. Finally, in the current cinema, Anthony Lane reviews two new films, The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things, based on the novel by J.T. Leroy, and the South Korean film, Woman is the Future of Man. We begin, though, with this week's comment, Veep Doo-Doo, by Hendrik Hertzberg. According to a CBS News poll released last Monday, the favorability rating of Vice President Dick Cheney has sunk to a new low. How low a low? Well, that evening, Jon Stewart, as part of the build-up to The Daily Show stars going global on Oscar Sunday, was the guest on CNN's Larry King Live. When King barked out the number, Cheney, 18%. Stewart, citing another well-known poll result, observed solemnly, Four out of five dentists surveyed recommend sugarless gum for their patients who chew gum. That is, the proportion of Americans who have a favorable opinion of Cheney is outweighed by the proportion of dentists who recommend sugary gum for their patients who chew gum. The vice presidency isn't what it used to be. No one bothered to rate the favorability of Garrett Hobart, Charles Dawes, or Alvin Barkley, but the clout of that once legendarily insignificant office has been growing for half a century. In his time, Walter Mondale was history's most powerful vice president. So was Al Gore in his. But Cheney is an order of magnitude different. For a number of reasons. His bureaucratic ruthlessness, his domineering influence over a feckless president who seems fated to remain forever inexperienced, his will to power combined with an alleged lack of ambition to succeed his nominal boss, he is universally agreed to be one of the two most powerful officials in the executive branch of the federal government, though it is not universally agreed which one. Truly, this is the Bush-Cheney administration.